All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome again to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Secura. He is a managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at the Fairlawn West office of the Robert W. Baird Company at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. He's been dealing in, in investments and uh, stocks for more than 30 years. The specialty of Akron Wealth Advisors is to take their clients and invest their money into individual stocks in individually designed portfolios. Again, they own the individual stocks inside those portfolios. They're managed by Akron Wealth Advisors, and uh, they've been doing this, once again, very successfully for many years. If you have any questions at all about how to invest your money, about how, how uh, Walt Secure and his team do it, you can call this half hour at 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron and on WNIR.com. It's toll free at 800-669-4100. So stay tuned. Let's welcome in Walt and ask him again. Last week, uh, once more last week, it seems that the uh, COVID-19 virus uh, uh, affected the market once more. Yeah, Bob, there's a, there's a lot, you know, that's going to impact this market as we talked about, you know, right along that, you know, there's been, uh, it's been a, an interesting year to say the least. We've seen some things this year that, you know, we've never seen before. And, uh, you know, I think the rest of the year is going to be challenging. But, uh, you know, this week, I think, again, there was there was a lot of things going on. Um, the market fell uh, 1,500 points. Uh, the Dow Jones was off 1,505.44 for the week. It closed to 25,605.54, um, off 5.6% for the week. And uh, year-to-date, that uh, sets us up with the Dow Jones being off 10.3%. Uh, the NASDAQ for the week was off 2.3%, closed it down about 225 points uh, to 9,588.81. Um, again, uh, the NASDAQ is up for the year, up 6.9%, so those NASDAQ stocks have done a little bit better. Uh, the S&P was off 4.8% for the week, so the S&P 500 index closed down 152.62, closed at 3,041.31. Off uh, again in year to date, we're off about 5.9%. Those small cap stocks that we talked about um, off 7.9% for the week um, and about 16.8% year to date. So again, overall, still a, a year that we're struggling through. Um, if we looked at fixed income rates again. Uh, looking at the U.S. Treasuries, uh, the two-year Treasuries at 0.18%, uh, the five-year Treasuries at 0.33%, uh, the 10-year Treasuries at 0.7%, and the third-year 1.45%. Um, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell talked this week, and you know he gave some indications that he saw interest rates remaining relatively low for the next two years. Um, so again, we have a Federal Reserve that's very accommodative, uh, wants to 
support the economy in any way they can with monetary policy and is really tipping the hat to say that, you know, the the rate environment should say pretty favorable um, for those that, you know, need to borrow money. Uh, from an investor side, that, you know, creates uh, less of an opportunity if you're looking for higher fixed income rates. Now, of course, uh, one of the things that bothered the market last week with the increase in uh, COVID-19 cases, uh, obviously, is the COVID-19 situation still a big risk? The uh, the news channels, of course, the 24-hour news cycle is now obsessing about uh, other things like civil unrest, but they're not obsessing about it so much anymore. But does that mean that it's actually uh, not going to impact us uh, anymore? Yeah, it's funny what the media can do, Bob. Huh? I mean, based on where they put the focus, it definitely changes our attention and, and what we're focusing on. And uh, but we know that the COVID-19, the coronavirus, is still a big threat. Um, obviously, we've seen the economic damage that it did uh, with the shutdowns. And, again, that second wave, you know, as we open up, uh, again, we're hoping, and everybody's got their fingers crossed, that, um, you know, these con- curves continue to flatten and we don't see spikes. Um, you know, we're starting to see some spikes in areas like Florida and Texas and California, Um so, again, we're just going to have to keep an eye on that data. I mean, another shutdown or another pullback would be devastating. Um, you know, we we got a long way to go to recover from the first shutdown that we went through. So uh, any type of indication that we move in, you know, towards that type of maybe another shutdown, that would, that would be something we'd really have to be worried about. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sokera. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn, a part of the Robert W. Baird Company. And as always, you're welcoming your calls to talk with them about your stocks and your investments, even individual stocks, at 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100, toll free. Now, Walt, you mentioned before, uh, one of your favorite books dates way back to 1949, called The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. And then you notice you talk about a, uh, a character he introduced uh, called Mr. Mister Market. Now, this book is 70 plus years old, but does uh, the things in the, in the character of Mr. Market make uh, sense of, of today's stock market to more than 70 years after uh, Mr. Graham wrote this book? It sure does, Bob. Um, you know, that was, again, kind of one of the investment classics um, written back in the day, you know, again, 1949. And yeah, that was the early start of of the discipline of for, portfolio management. I mean, Ben Ben Graham uh, and David Dodd were very influential to some you know some very successful investors that kind of set the stage. Warren Buffett was a big um, you know student of of um, Benjamin Graham and and uh, and David Dodd as well as Phil Fisher and you know a lot a lot of the early market you know experts and and people that we look up to. Um, Mr. Market was basically a fictional character, you know, an allegory that uh, talked about, you know, somebody that was very susceptible to panic, to euphoria, to apathy. Um, a, mar- a modern day interpretation of Mr. Market would be maybe a manic depressive um, that randomly swings, you know, from bouts of optimism to pessimism. And and at times we see that with the market, you know, at times like last week, uh, you know, it seemed like we had a lot of uh, data you know, supporting some, some positives. And then, you know, you can get a day where you just, you know, the mood changes. The mood changes very dramatically. And uh, sometimes there's not a lot of explanation to it other than the emotion of the market. So that's kind of neat that uh, even so many years ago, they knew how, how capricious the market can be and how it can be easily affected by, by outside sources that really might not have anything fundamentally to do with the economy. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, Bob, anybody that's a student of the market that has spent time looking back in history and looking at different market cycles, 
uh, realizes that emotion is is really a big you know a, a big impact on the day to day movement of the market, and uh, you know a lot of times fundamentals and. Uh, you know things that really matter are overlooked in the short run. So, and that's what gives uh, the you know the good investor an advantage. You know, somebody that can step back from the emotion. Um, you know, focus on the fundamentals, focus on the insight and the data, and you know, really trying to make informed decisions as an investor, somebody that thinks out a little bit longer. And that's what again our group tries to do. We we try to step back from the emotion. I, I tell people all the time that. You know, you pay me to do the worrying. You know, I'll do the worrying for you. And, uh, you know, you can go about your life and do the things that are important to you. And, you know, we'll we'll be in here every day paying attention and, and, you know, trying to manage that risk for you. Let's open up our segment of the show that we call Stock Talk, again with Walt Secure of Akron Wealth Advisors, where you can indeed call and ask any particular question about an individual stock. Walt is equipped there to, to look that stock up and let you know whether or not he uh, thinks it's a, a good deal or a bad deal. Uh, maybe you'd like to buy some, maybe you'd like to sell some, maybe just wondering uh, what's going to happen with that particular issue. Six, uh, 673-1234, that's our number to call, 330-673-1234. you got plenty of open lines, so feel free to call and talk on the air with Walt Secure and find out more about what's going on in the markets today. So, uh, again, let's uh, continue our discussion about uh, the markets. And as we say, uh, the the firm puts together its uh, its portfolios for individual investors, and they again invest in individual stocks. And one of those portfolios we talk quite a bit about because it's very unique to Akron Wealth Advisors is the Empowering Women Portfolio Strategy, investing in stocks that have a, a good representation of a of a women in uh, significant leadership positions. And one of those stocks that you have is called Lululemon Athletica, if I'm pronouncing that correct. And uh, you uh, like that stock. It's in your Empowering Women portfolio and uh, had, had a good uh, good uh, report in spite of the tough environment recently. They did, Bob. I mean, this is a, a retailer that's done a pretty good job with all the challenges in retail out there. Uh, Lululemon Athletica, uh, just for listeners that don't know what it is, they design... Uh, distribute and, and market athletic apparel uh, for women, men, and girls. Uh, it was really a big uh, women's retailer for a while, and uh, they kind of really have a, a leading advantage. Uh, their brand is well known for yoga pants, um, yoga mats, yoga equipment. Um, the, the, the company operates about 500 company-owned stores now in 17 countries, and it has a very good e-commerce uh, site where. You know, they drive a lot of traffic through their e-commerce. Um, again, this is a company that we really like. Um, it does fit into the Empowering Women's portfolio very well, not just because of what they sell, but a lot of the leadership in the company is is uh, driven by a, a balance of, of women and men. And again, uh, you know, a company that has found a, a unique position and, and build an economic moat um, really through their brand uh, and the reputation of, of what they what they make and produce and you know how many people really will pay a very premium price. I mean, some of these yoga pants sell up for up to one hundred and fifty nine dollars uh, for a pair of yoga pants. So, I mean, if you're able to sell the you know pants at that type of a uh, a price, that type of a premium compared to the other competitors in the market, you're you're doing something right. You know, you have a pretty high quality product with a pretty strong reputation, and and that's what this company has uh, really been able to do. And again, their results have been strong. Um, you know, for the quarter. Uh, they they produced a profit, and you know a lot of retailers were not seeing that. So uh, they had earnings. Uh, there, of course, they were lower, and the revenues were lower. But again, uh, to see profitability 
uh, during a shutdown when a lot of those stores were not open and not operating is, is a pretty positive sign for this retailer. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura with Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. I was wondering uh, about Pfizer for uh, long-term income. Um, Pfizer, the drug company? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Pfizer, you know, is a large uh, pharmaceutical company. Again, one that uh, we followed for many, many years. Uh, it's always been in my research universe. Uh, you know, I think Pfizer, again, with all healthcare companies, uh, you know, has has uh, some good upside. I think as we look forward, I think there'll be uh, less regulatory pressure. Hopefully, uh, as people realize the importance of these uh, these pharmaceutical companies and what they mean to you know the health of, of the country and, and individuals. Um, again, it's strong. You're right. They they pay a pretty strong dividend. I think the dividend currently is uh, uh, where we're paying about four and a half percent. You know, currently, um, and again, it looks like they're able to pay that dividend and continue it, which is is important. Uh, earnings and revenue, along with you know any company day, has struggled a little bit. The last quarter was off again in revenue and earnings, but yeah, we like Pfizer. I mean, I've always thought of it as as being a you know a strong pharmaceutical company. Uh, there's some other companies in that pharmaceutical area and healthcare area that we like a little bit better at the current time, but you know Pfizer, I think, has its its own merits. Which ones you like better? Uh- I mean, we currently, I mean, one one of the holdings we have is Johnson & Johnson, uh, which has been a part of our core equity portfolio for some time. Uh, Medtronic is another healthcare company that, you know, we favored. Um, AbbVie is another holding that we have in our core equity portfolio. So, again, a little bit's preference, um, but, but again, you know, we, we tend to look for those companies that have the financial power and, uh, we're again, paying attra- attention to the evaluation as well. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you for calling, 330-673-1234. Once again, our expert is Walt Sukira, Managing Partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. I mentioned Adobe. Now, Adobe is also held in your Empowering Women's Portfolio. Everybody is familiar with Adobe. They're the software company, I assume, that uh, makes, uh, again, uh, software for uh, visual uh, uh, modification, for uh, office work, for uh, we use it in the industry here for audio work. Very, very uh, well-known software company. And how have they been doing? Yeah, Adobe, Bob, again, uh, you know, a company that kind of controls that creative uh, aspect of of software, um, you know, the desktop publishing, a lot of the, the content that is now made for the creative part of, of the cloud environment out there. Uh, you know, the Adobe Acrobat is obviously uh, one of their premier products. Uh, Photoshop is another, um, you know, InDesign, PageMaker, uh, Photoshop Illustrator, a lot of, co- a lot of, if you're in a creative industry out there, these are software products you definitely recognize very, very quickly. And uh, this company has uh, really, you know, moved over to a subscription-based model. Um, they basically have uh, gotten away from, you know, in the old days we had to buy a whole new package of software and load it onto our PC. Now, uh, you know, you pay a monthly fee, and those updates come as they continue to improve the software. And uh, that that subscription-based model is a very powerful model for a lot of these software companies. And, uh, you know, we look at this last quarter, I mean, in a very challenging environment, you know, we see Adobe putting up 14% gains in revenue, uh, $3.1 billion the the last three months compared to the year prior, about $2.74 billion. And earnings growth of 245 a share, 
uh, versus last year at a dollar eighty-three a share. And if you look back over the past couple quarters, Bob, you see just you know that kind of revenue growth. Um, you know the prior year, the quarter prior was nineteen percent. The prior quarter was twenty-one percent. The prior quarter was twenty-four percent. So this is a company that's very powerful. Uh, it's got that financial power and. Again, we got to keep track of valuation of this company. It's one that has done really well. Its stock price is, you know, trading near a high. Uh, but again, we continue to monitor those types of things, and, and Adobe continues to be a holding in that uh, empowering women portfolio that we talk about. Now, again, the empowering women portfolio. People are listening. They might have heard the first company we talked about, Lululemon. You know, oh sure, they're making things that women like. You know, they're saying was that one of the criteria to be in the empowering women portfolio? And I talking about Adobe, and those aren't products that are centered, uh, marketed to women. But that's not what puts a, a stock or a company in your empowering women portfolio, is it? No, not at all, Bob. I mean, there's many criteria that we look at. Again, this is a portfolio that I think is timely today because it looks at issues like diversity. Um, you know, again, we I think, you know, diversity is going to be a topic of, of, you know, of society for quite a while. And uh, this is a company that does a lot to, um, you know, improve the working environments for women and, and create more of a, a, a balanced uh, field. Again, this isn't really a part of the Me Too movement where, you know, it's all about women. It's about, you know, an equal representation of women, which, you know, we really feel is good business uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, sure, some of the metrics we look at are representation of women on the board of directors or in executive management, if they have a female CFO or CEO or, you know, principals uh, like equal pay, um, you know, commitment to women with certain educational programs and uh, skill training. So uh, it's a it's a portfolio that we're really proud of. And again, I think it, uh, you know, it speaks well for some of the challenges that we're having in society today. Again, talking to Walt Sakara of Akron Wealth Advisors. They're in Fairlawn at 3560 West Market Street. Again, they invest their clients' uh, money into individual stocks and individual portfolios that are designed and created for each client. If you want more information, you can call his office at 234-466-7476. Talk to Walt or other members of his team. 234-466-7476 for Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street in Fairlawn, part of the Robert W. Baird Company private wealth management arm. Uh, another stock, this is interesting, uh, last May hurts the rental car people. As a kid, I can remember watching sports on TV and seeing those commercials with O.J. Simpson falling into a Chevrolet convertible. <laughs> right. uh, well, yeah, not only with the COVID and the, the lack of, uh, of travel, but also getting competition from Uber and other sources, Hertz declared bankruptcy in May. Yet last week, you have a note here that on Monday, Hertz stock, which should be like tanking went up 100% and finished up for the week. <laughs> How can a bankrupt company have a stock that's increasing in value? Yeah, Bob, it's all speculation, you know, and I, I mean, again, I, maybe it shows some of the boredom that people have with the COVID-19, you know, and, and the one and the willingness to speculate and gamble a little bit. I mean, this is a company that definitely is in bankruptcy. Um, they also did something very interesting, which a lot of bankrupt companies don't do. They filed um, to actually have another stock offering to raise about another billion dollars um, at that $3 price, um, which got approved through the bankruptcy court as part of their bankruptcy proceedings, which is really, really odd. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a professor of law um, at the University of California Hastings that had a tweet that said, you know, Hertz looks at the market and sees there's a group of irrational traders 
who are buying the stock. And the response uh, to that is to seek to sell stock to those people in hopes of raising some of the money uh, to fund their restructuring. So it's just, it's it's really an odd time, you know, to see things like this happen. Um, so again, I think a lot of that is speculation, and we would advise extreme caution. Uh, you know, whenever you uh, you know are buying a company that basically is divine uh, bankruptcy uh, and has the amount of debt that that Hertz currently has and and the low stock price, I mean that it looks like a recipe for some disaster down the road. That gives up another good question. What is the difference between a speculator and an investor? Yeah, speculator Bob is somebody that's willing to take a risk. I mean, this would be the gambler mentality, and and you know sometimes this works. I mean, people go to the casino every weekend, and uh, you know they basically gamble, and some people win. And uh, so I think a speculator basically is is using money that you know they know there's a high probability of losing, and they're putting it in things that they're looking for big payoffs. Um, I think an investor. Is somebody that is more worried about a, a return um, and also managing some risk. They want to take a relative amount of risk with the amount of return that they're looking for. And I think there's different ways to approach that. Also, an investor probably tends to think longer term. Uh, speculator is probably somebody that's in it for the short run. Once again, Walt Secure is with us of Akron Wealth Advisors, and our phone lines are open for your questions about specific stocks or investing in general at 330-673-1234 and 800-6694-100. Now, as we talked about, you have the different portfolios that you have for your for your clients. We talked about the Empowering Women portfolio. You have your large cap uh, stock portfolio we call the Core Equity portfolio, and that uh, medium and small cap stock portfolio that uh, is an acronym now to call be called the SMID portfolio um, let's talk about that capitalization large cap stocks small cap stocks why is market capitalization important yeah well I mean market cap is basically a measure of um, the, the stock price multiplied by all the outstanding shares uh, that the company has and you know valuation differs then based on the amount of shares uh, a company has and uh, it, it gives us a relative size type of perspective. So, uh, you know, for instance, if we look at something like Apple, it's at $1.4 trillion in market cap. So if you took all the shares of Apple out there and you multiplied it by the current stock price around $338 a share, uh, you'd have a market price, you know, a market cap of about, like we said, $1.4 trillion. Um, again, if you look at a small cap, um, you know, let's look at Yeti Holdings. They make the coolers. Uh, again, they're at about $3.1 billion. So if you took all the shares of that company um, and multiplied it by the share price, uh, you know, currently around $54 a share, um, it would be around $3.1 billion. So it, it gives us a relative, you know, measure of, of a company based on those the share price and the outstanding shares. Um, you have to be careful because, again, that doesn't mean that's the value of the company because you'd have to take into account things like debt, um, assets that may not be valued, brands, uh, potential, you know, a lot of other things that create value, the true value of a company. But it is a measure of just size, one, one metric that we definitely look at. Now, is that the most important metric or do you see other opportunities even in a smaller cap uh, arena? Yeah, no, I, I think Bob, it is a metric. It's a it's a differentiator. But again, there's so many metrics that we look at. I mean, a lot of times when you make an investment decision, you know, there's hundreds of metrics that we use. Uh, there's lots of, uh, you know, value that we look at when when we're assessing the the true value of a company. 
Once again, we are talking to Walt Zucchera with Akron Wealth Advisors, and as we said, they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, who will offer all sorts of financial help uh, through uh, Akron Wealth Advisors, including uh, retirement planning, financial planning. They do tax reviews, uh, talk about Roth and Roth conversions, Social Security analyses, stock option analyses, and also dealing with people's 401ks. Uh, last week, it started a client came in with an uh, uh, investment portfolio with had a 401k that he wanted to perform an insert transfer. Now, uh, what is an in-service transfer of a 401k, and how did you uh, handle it for this client? Yeah, Bob, so we had a, an individual actually who was listening to the radio show that decided he wanted to diversify his fir- current 401k. Um, he called his company and got all the information, and he found out that he could transfer a part of his 401k or all the 401k balance that he had over. Um, but he wanted to get some of it in, in the portfolios that we've been talking about. So, you know, he did an evaluation. We helped him do an evaluation of, you know, the pros and cons of that decision, the fees, and, uh, you know, all the all the differences there. And, you know, he decided to, to move, you know, half of that 401k over. So uh, it's an interesting strategy. It's one that people, you know, uh, a lot of times when you're in a company 401k, you may feel like you're trapped in there and you don't have any other options. But some companies do allow, depending on the provider of that 401k for in-service transfers, the ability to maybe take a portion of that 401k out, even though you're still employed by the company, and invest it in a different way. And I, I thought that was a, you know, it was a good case for us. And then something, again, that's worth mentioning, um, you know, because, again, a lot of people out there may feel like they don't have any options uh, with, the, with the current 401ks that they have. Now, many people talk about in-service uh, rollover or transfer. Uh, the IRS rules say that you have to be over 59 and a half. Does that apply to everybody? It well, it does, Bob. I mean, the fifty-nine and a half is important. Um, and again, you you know, we rolled it over to an IRA. Um, you know, it was an IRA. Obviously, you want to when you're doing those in-service transfers to avoid the taxation. Um, you know, went over from the four hundred one k directly into a self-directed IRA. So there are a lot of rules and regulations you need to pay attention to. Everybody's case is different. And again, as we said, we took a lot of time to you know, go through the the question and make sure that it was the right decision for for this investor. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it was his decision. But, um, you know, there's a lot to look at when you make Mm -hmm. those kinds of decisions. Yeah, and again, one of the things that people talk about in these uh, uncertain economic times, if your company matches uh, funds in your 401k, that's a great thing. But should the company uh, declare bankruptcy, like like Hertz, for example, uh, they could actually suspend not only suspend the matching funds, but they could eventually you could lose them altogether. You'll get your money back and the money investments uh, that made were made on your money, but you conceivably could lose those matching funds uh, to the bankruptcy court. So a lot of folks, uh, when they get nervous, they say, I'd rather have that money in my possession and in a sense lock in their gains. Yeah, again, a lot, lot to consider, Bob, a lot to think about. We can help people do that on a case-by-case basis. So, Walt Sakira, looking at another week ahead, uh, goodness knows what that will bring to the market, but uh, as you look in your crystal ball, what do you see? <laughs> Continue to do what we do, Bob. I mean, every day we, we come in, we work hard, we... We pay attention, and, uh, you know, we'll continue to do that the week ahead. And, you know, we're here. If, if anybody uh, has questions or concerns or wants to give us a call, we're, we're definitely here uh, willing to help. Again, Walt Sakara, Akron Wealth Advisors and Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. Tell him you heard him on WNIR. Kent Akron. Walt, have a good, safe week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. 
Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. AbV Inc., symbol ABBV. Adobe Systems Inc., symbol ADBE. Hertz Global Holdings Inc., symbol HTZ. Johnson & Johnson, symbol JNJ. Lululemon Athletica, symbol LULU. Medtronic Inc., symbol MDT. Pfizer Inc., symbol PFE. And Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol YETI. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Yeti Holdings, Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Yeti Holdings, Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months.